This episode was filmed before Thomas Tuchel's sacking by Todd Bowley of Chelsea. Unbelievable stuff. Um, in this episode, we talk about the decline of Chelsea under Tuchel, how we predicted it would take about 18 months to two years for the whole thing to come crashing because he would lose a dressing room and so on and so forth, which seemed to happen. But we didn't think that this would happen six games into a new season after you've signed a bunch of guys who he wanted, even though some of them were bad ideas. Um, something else must have gone on, maybe something personal, um, because he's been going through a little bit of stuff. So we talk about Tuchel, we talk about his demise, but we did not foresee this sacking, um, which is a surprise and very big news. Um, we hear Potter and, and Pochettino are, are the main uh, guys to take over. Um, Potter will probably be more fun, but likely they'll go Pochettino, in my opinion. Um, we'll see what happens. But yeah, enjoy the uh, episode. Welcome to another episode of the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the Kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex and Bertie is here. <laughs> yes, I am hoping that the audio is good. <laughs> we are forgoing a sound check. Apologies. Um, Bertie, <laughs> welcome back, man. You were in Calgary for a bit. How was it? It was good. Um, yeah, it was good. I'll, I'll say this about Calgary. I, I think the episode I joined, I talked a lot of shit about it and it was zero at the time. But, uh, Unlike the, should I say this? Fine. Unlike the rest of the province, it's actually quite nice. Like, it's nice to see the hills and whatever. And it's very scenic and there's no mm. traffic. There's stuff to do, but like not enough stuff to do. You know, I was literally having a conversation with someone where they were like, you know, you should, like, maybe you should consider moving. Right. Um, and I was like, you know what? It is nice. It's not a horror. Like, it's a nice place. Forget it. Like, it is nice. Sure. I made the list of top 10 cities living in the world for some reason, but whatever. We'll take it. Yeah. But I was like, I want to take PJ and Micah to, you know, TFC, to the Raptors. Like, it's the lifestyle thing. Do certain things that, like, I want to do when they're of age. And they were like, oh, you like soccer? Take him to Cavalry. I was like, you must be joking. <laughs> <laughs> you think Cavalry is like, makes up for TFC? Like, are you serious? Or between that and the Stampede. Oh, no, mate. No, no, no. I can't, I can't do this to myself. No, I, I don't want to see your sons in cowboy hats. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, neither, neither do I. Neither no. do I. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, glad you're back and uh, glad you ain't leaving <laughs> not anytime soon anyway there we go there we go uh you know what else hasn't left us the champions league yes du, 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 du. it's the back champion. baby du, 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 there you go exactly just gives you just chill up the spine i mean not your version but the the, <laughs> the usual version does um it kicked off in some style with uh leo messi and Kylian mbappe just like demoralizing juventus they're like that i that goal um neymar flick over mbappe yeah, like as much as we detest them as the evil spirit of football like they do some. They do some things. They do some things. Yeah. Well, they have put you know some of the best players in the world together on the same pitch, and it does result in some beautiful stuff sometimes. I mean, the, the yeah, that first, the first and second goals. Two. The second one was also a volley, wasn't it? Yeah. Like mm -hmm. two volleys from Mbappe. Just, just stunning stuff. And like, Galtier was maybe a slightly off off kilter choice for PSG or unexpected choice as, as manager of PSG. Um, but Campos knows what he's doing and this is a much better looking PSG than we've seen in a long time. Part of that is because they now have a midfield. I mean, they brought off the bench, Carlos Soler and um, Renato Sanchez. Mm -hmm. See, they, they have a midfield. Um, which has been assembled by someone who knows how to put together a team, unlike Leonardo. <laughs> um, however, 
when you talk about Gaultier, is, is it was it was it um, Campos or was it Mbappe? Like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not sure. If I feel sometimes that like Campos is just a front for like Mbappe. <laughs> Well, they did. They did, you know, allegedly give Mbappe the sporting director role, um, which is maybe why Campos is still an external consultant. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, but but sorry, did, sorry did, did you, on that, did you know? Like, I saw this article. Like, when it came to selling players, they actually brought in Antero Henrique to do that, and then really they got mad at him because he wasn't moving like he wasn't able to move on certain people like if you look it up i, I had to read the read the thing t- three times over i was like wasn't he the former sporting director yeah like, what like it, they, it blew my mind maybe they were like you, you come and fix what you did <laughs> get rid of all the guys that you brought in <laughs> this is your mistake you know you sorted it out maybe that's what it was it, it, it might have been, and he got paid to start his own mistake. That's that's unbelievable. That's that's yeah. great work. Great, great yeah, work. <laughs> if you can get it. Um, but but in contrast, we were, we were looking at the lineups earlier, and in contrast, like the Juventus team is is weird. It's a weird line. I mean, Juventus fans, from what I can see online, are not happy at all um, with Allegri. Um, no style of football. No particular plan. And the team and the squad is just weird. I mean, when you run through the, the, the lineup, so you've got Perrin in goal because Chesney's injured. I mean, Perrin's not a bad keeper. You've got Bremer, summer signing. Bonucci, who is 912. And the, the, the one that gets me is Danilo. Like, why is he still anywhere near this Juventus team? For Danilo, they famously traded for Cancelo, which is... Hmm. Uh, we know a money laundering exercise, uh, 100%. It's just a weird collection of players. And part of me wonders why people like Vlahovic and um, Pogba decided this is where I need to go. Like, Vlahovic could have, I mean, I guess Arsenal was his other option, so fine, whatever, at that point. But Pogba didn't have to do this, and so now he's injured for God knows how long. And, and like, Rabio is, uh, is out there. Rejecting Manchester United, thank God. Anyway, but like <laughs> doing that back in, order in the UV. to do what? <laughs> it's it's not a good place to be right now. It's so. not. I, I think possibly the Vlaovic thing is. I mean, we've seen it with some people is that they don't want to leave Italy, and maybe there are lifestyle reasons for that. And I would totally respect that, to be honest. But Fair. the other thing for Vlaovic is if. There, there was a lot of talk about his like Serbian posse of agents. And if this is your golden goose, maybe you don't make the Premier League move first because then you're kind of done. You know, mm. Maybe you, you go to Juventus, you know that you can still be bought by the, by the bigger clubs at that point. And so they get paid twice. I don't know. But then you've got like a Milik, who's not a bad player, but he's not going to take you anywhere. Paredes, kind of similar. Quadrado, I like, but he's, again, 400 and has been there for his whole life like it's just such a weird team it's it's so strange so strange but it is like as you said it is what it is they're they're never going to be good in the champions league no like i don't remember the other two teams in this group but like can they get out of it you know i, I don't i don't even know we, yeah we, we'd have to look at the groups um but they're going to be inconsequential and remember there were a bunch of years where they were obviously good in in syria and the whole plan was let's win a champions league let's win a champions league like when you go from that to this it's just shameful man just shameful it is well you know how it all ended cristiano ronaldo that's where, ah, it, all, that's ah, where it all started ah, going downhill you Sounds know what familiar? I, I need to apologize to yes it does. But I need to apologize to our friend Tarek um because he told me this, right? Mm. And I and I had said to him, "Bro, he's getting like 30 goals. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about?" Which he this did in Serie A. Crazy. Yeah, like I was like it's not his fault. Like everyone else shit like everything you've heard <laughs> from United fans I argue with, I said it to him. And I haven't apologized to him yet in in person. Because I have a lot of pride, but I'll say it on this podcast: like I truly, truly understand 
where you're coming from and i have picked i have lost friendships over it well not really but like you know <laughs> vehement arguments have been had where i've said exactly what he said to me so mm. yeah I, I i know that all too well fair enough um i the last thing i want to say about juventus is you know a you don't want to have to be bailed out by western McKenney. And B, I don't know if you've seen it, but Weston McKinney's done another little interview um, with CBS. Uh, was it today or yesterday? Um, and like people keep asking him about food, and they just really shouldn't because you know the, the interviewer asked him what he misses most from the state, and he basically listed junk food, um, and then said that he's thought loads of times about opening a Chick Fil A in Italy. And I just thought like you'd have your work permit revoked. Like you would be chased out of the country. <laughs> oh man! Like no, fam. That that's that's one thing you just cannot do. Like no. Chick Fil A, all the other things aside, is just mm. not an Italian's dream. Like firstly, no one will show up. <laughs> <laughs> they burn like, it down. I've had Chick Fil A. The their waffle fries are delicious. But that's not enough. It's just nope. not enough in Italy. Come on. Nope. Nope. I thought that was uh, ill-advised. Although he does seem popular there. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, Manchester City battered Sevilla. Um, I mean, it's just getting a bit familiar now. Like, the game starts. You look at live score. 20 minutes in, Erling Haaland. Like, that's just just every three days. I think I saw uh, Romano tweet that he has a goal every 54 minutes for Manchester City. That's amazing. That is amazing. It's like, <laughs> what's the saying? Death taxes and uh, Erling Holland. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it is now. It's, it's ridiculous. And what amazes me is, I think it was the first goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first goal. De Bruyne to Holland, which we know is now a familiar thing. But, I think we were saying at first they were looking a little bit sloppy and, you know, I, I, I still believe that they were trying to figure this out. And it seems like they figured it out by doing the simple thing, which is cross the ball to Holland. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, if you got to him, whip it in. Yeah. yeah. Like, just forget this other stuff. Just cross the ball to Holland. And it, and it, it works. And I think, you know, um, on the group chat, Mohanet has said a few times that, you know, he doesn't see what's so special. I'm like, there's actually nothing special about it. He just has good positioning. He has great awareness for where the ball's going to drop, which is, if you think about Van Nistelrooy as a striker, that was what he had. Holland no. is obviously a different player, but in and around the box, he knew exactly where to be. And Holland has that. And it looks so simple because the man is so good at it, I think. Mm -hmm. it's, it's incredible. You basically... Yeah, uh, you basically take the attributes of most like very good number nines, and then you just make it bigger, stronger, and quicker than anyone else on the pitch, and that's mm -hmm. that's the result. It's bloody but scary, I do, man. It's, it is terrifying. I do wonder if, um, to to your point about just like put it cross the ball into Haaland, I wonder if Pep's just like abandoned everything he's ever taught them for the last six years just like guys forget it forget the zones forget the passing forget the triangles just put it in the box well you know what it, it wouldn't surprise me because he did make a cheeky bid just a cheeky bid for lukaku <laughs> remember that like and ronaldo for it, a second it, yeah like it's a blink and you miss it kind of thing but like we think about the attributes of those two guys especially Ronaldo now, how he has to play. It's in and around the box, put the ball in there, and yeah. he'll get there. Ask him to do anything else is not going to happen. And Haaland, for all his attributes and skill and his abilities, I'm not sure you want to ask him to be your tiki-taka merchant or even, no. like, you know, freewheeling, dribbling forward even. Like, he, he's no. got a position. He knows how to play it. That's simply it. And Keep it simple. Maybe Pep woke up and was like, how do we win the Champions League? Not all this complicated hand-waving shit. Just like, you know what? <laughs> Let the Bruyne and Cancelo cross the ball. Like, maybe that's how to do this. I, I have been saying for years in the knockout phase of the Champions League, they need a target man, and now they've got one. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, this, might be the, this might be their year. In Oh, a couple other things for City. Uh, Akanji made his debut, um, and uh, Calvin Phillips came off the bench. So good to see him back. Not yeah, that I actually saw he's it. still alive. But, yeah, exactly. Um, Sevilla, like, 
I'm not going to pretend I'm super familiar with everything that they're doing, but I looked at their lineup and I was disgusted. (laughs) (laughs) It made me angry. I know there's no money in Spain, but Alex, Tellez, Rakitic, Papu Gomez and Isco as your front four. Sorry. A, they're all like 40 and fat. And B, your director of football is the great Monchi, the wizard of fucking Oz. What's he doing? He's a fraud, first of all. Like, <laughs> let's let's understand this now. Which way he ran back to the team that allows him to be a fraud. Um, <laughs> but other than that, like, did you see the same like team sheet as I did, where Tellez was literally up front in a three? Like, I saw that and I was like, surely this is a joke. <laughs> surely this I, is a joke. <laughs> I don't know whether that was like an error in the config, the team configuration. You know, like maybe they got the lineup wrong. Either way, just I, it's very confusing. Yeah, it it was very very strange, but yeah, uh, it's you know on 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 the game. Um, from what I'm seeing here in these highlights, it looked like there was no contest whatsoever. <laughs> no. I mean, look, <laughs> you can you can summarize it this way: Jack Grealish played, and City still battered them. So. I can't believe we're saying that about a hundred million signing. Like it's nice, it's, it's nice for him to be involved, you know? It's it's still unbelievable to me. <laughs> <laughs> um speaking of uh, massive amounts of money on players you don't really need or shouldn't buy, Chelsea nil, Dynamo Zagreb one, or rather the other way around. Um new look Chelsea, Bernie. Pierre Emmerich Aubameyang up front. This is Whether a Fafana in the back three. They are very rubbish right now like <laughs> Chelsea are very very rubbish yeah um I think it was back end of last season or maybe in one of our season previews or whatever we did say I think our pod you know unanimously kind of said if there's one team that we're thinking who's a top four mainstay that is nervous looking it's mm-hmm. Chelsea and I made the prediction that United would finish above Chelsea and Arsenal we'll talk later still on my, I didn't send you my money, thank goodness. Um, but <laughs> Chelsea, I'm becoming more and more confident that that's going to happen because they they don't look good. And, and I understand Tuchel, you know, is a good manager and can pull it off eventually, maybe when people gel. But it's not often that everyone just looks like trash, especially everyone that you just signed. You know? Yeah, it is strange and. So, I mean, we, we were also very clear that in our heads, Tuchel would probably implode in 18 months, just based on his history at other clubs, right? Go about 18 months, two years before things start to turn. That has, there hasn't been a big explosion, but that has seemed to be the case. And the, like, they haven't actually played consistently well in a long time. Mm-hmm. Like the, the best that Chelsea have been under Tuchel was in his first season. And last season, you know, they started off all right, and then they kind of staggered over the line into the top four. They they realistically could have lost it there. They've started this season badly. I know there's been a lot of change, but the other thing is Tuchel's demeanor is is really off. Like, he's very angry. He's very upset all the time. I, I've just read his quotes from after the game, and he's basically slagging off the players and saying there's a lack of determination and lack of hunger, lack of intensity. He doesn't really know where, where this is coming from, et cetera, et cetera. And like, I don't know, Some something seems very wrong, despite the fact that they've brought in, you know, a billion pounds worth of talent. And and nothing brought that home to me more than seeing Kepa play. Um, and Men- <laughs> Mendy deserves to be, I don't know if this was a rotation or Mendy being dropped, because Mendy's been horrendous. Yeah. And Kepa was 70 million, and I just need to remind myself of that sometimes. Oh, my goodness. Um, It's, oh, 70 million Kepa. I, I can't get past that. <laughs> no. But yeah. Yeah, Mendy has been absolutely garbage. Um, he he deserves to be dropped. I agree. Kukurea was rubbish from, and this is this is from like Chelsea fans' analysis giving me this that today he was rubbish, and I felt that he's been rubbish since he came. I know there have been some half decent games, but overall, mm. sixty million. And again, I don't really like using um, price tags to you know, top on people, but he has been rubbish to me. Koulibaly. Has, has been, been the wor- like one of the worst central defenders in Europe since he <laughs> like I'm sorry. This is a guy who I wanted like at my club for years. Couldn't understand why they didn't take the money 
that they were getting like 80, 90 million bids, apparently people were saying. Now I'm even more shocked I didn't take the money because like, what are we seeing? Like he's supposed to be this like, you know, stereotypes, but pace and power mm-hmm. like center back. But mm-hmm. I'm not seeing any pace. He's get he's get skinned every game and, and he's making bad decisions. Like the goal that they conceded today, my man's had to cl- had to get the header. Like, yeah. He's bigger than this other dude. How did he not get the header? But then he got so tight that, like, once he lost it, it was Fafana and Orsic or Orsic. Yeah, sure. And I expect Fafana to outrun this man. Like, I'm just saying. Like, I mean, as racism, a black man, I don't yes. like this. I don't like this. I don't. <laughs> Not only did he get outrun, he got handed off. <laughs> it all went wrong, mate. It's. It's true. It was a what a finish, though. Little. I don't know if he meant it to be that cute, but what a finish it that was, was. It was beautiful. But, but yeah, Koulibaly either needs to win that header or just like drop off, let the guy flick it on to nowhere and pick up the ball and, and get on with his life. It was a, mm-hmm. it was a bad decision. Mm-hmm. It, it I, was. And then, listen, I don't know how Aubameyang played, although there have been tweets that I've seen of uh, like Aubameyang highlights, skills and goals, whatever, and it's just like some guy dancing so presumably <laughs> presumably not very well but it's just a bad signing it's just about spending money on Aubameyang at this point in his career is just a bad signing it's, it's I know a bad signing him, that was a long time ago that they worked together like six years it's a it's a bad signing because I think you're hoping that he can rediscover whatever it was at Arsenal and also Dortmund because there was a time where like you know even I think maybe up until last year or the year before, where Aubameyang, 30 goals, a season striker, anywhere he went, automatic, you knew that. Boom. Cool. Um, that Those days are very much gone. Mm-hmm. And hoping is not a strategy. Like, you bought Lukaku for $100 million, It didn't work. Granted, get rid of him. I'm all for that. But, like, the striker market is very weird. But not being in for... And I don't rate him all that much. Not being in for Darwin Nunez is criminal. Because yep. there, there was no rumor of Chelsea and Darwin Nunez. Like, zero. Um, who else was there? Listen, even Jonathan David. I don't understand. Like, not being in for him say is, is nuts to me. Like, no one bought this man. Like, I don't understand. But you have Broha, who is a decent prospect. You don't want to play him. And you decide to pay for Aubameyang. I don't get these decisions. I, just don't. I don't get it either. Oh, it turns out, I don't know if you saw the or heard the latest Romano pod, but it turns out that uh, they tried to hijack the Richarlison deal, even to the extent of having Thiago Silva send him messages and shit, which is a bit embarrassing. Um, and there was another one that they tried to hijack, which is escaping me now. But it's just been, it's been a shambles of a summer. And they still bought some good players. Like, they might be able to spend their way to, to finishing the top four again, but right now they just look all over the place. Like, Sterling is a good signing. I think yeah. I don't have a problem with that one. I can't remember anyone else like particularly like that they signed, but Sterling sounds good to me. Um, how do you lose a high... How do you not hijack Richardson and promise him first-team football? I don't get it. He's on the bench or in and out at Spurs. It's nothing like there can't be anything particularly special about Spurs at that point before well, the season started probably, that you're like, okay, I want to go there over Chelsea. I don't get that. I mean, it, it sounds like they were they were a a bit late to the to the party, and b I would much rather work for Conte than I would Thomas Tuchel, like by a million miles. Even though I know it's going to be hard, hard work, like hard work. I, like I, I'm on, I'm probably getting very boring now, but Tuchel is just not someone that I would want to spend any time with. Before this season started, I may have said Tuchel I'd rather work with, <sighs> but DJ Tommy T is losing his mind. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, not, yeah. not having it. Um, elsewhere in the Champions League, uh, Salzburg won, AC Milan won, RB Leipzig won, Shakhtar Donetsk four. Um, you, you wanted to uh, touch on uh, the new Luka Modric? Yeah, this... Um, oh, my God. What's M- M- Mikhailo? Or what's his name? <laughs> M- Modric. Yeah, that guy. Um, <laughs> I, I keep seeing highlights of his. And I remember... Um, Romano was saying things like, watch out for this boy, he's a talent. And I think you guys were in a little bit. Allegedly. Uh, but uh, Something like that. And I was like, who is this guy? 
like the people calling me Ukrainian Neymar, so you know a lot of Hudars in the in the highlights. Ukraine, huh? Oh, well done, well done. <laughs> well, I just keep seeing stuff like on Twitter. I'm like, what? Yeah, like, this, this guy actually looks really, really good. <laughs> he do, he does look very, very good. Yeah, he does. He's he's very quick. Seems to score. Seems to assist. It's yeah. I don't know. It's quite impressive. Um, we'll see if someone uh, comes in for him in January. I guess. I mean, I I don't think he would say no to that move. Uh, to be honest, like. I mean, they're playing their home games in right Poland. I, oh really? Yeah. That sucks. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, like, like honest question: Are there mm. fans in the stands? I not have a clue. Can you imagine if more fan, more people showed up to their games than like Legia Warsaw or something? That would be embarrassing. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. But maybe they're better. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they probably are. <laughs> Um, tomorrow in the Champions League, you got Ajax against Rangers, Napoli against Liverpool. Oh, sorry. Uh, Celtic gave Real Madrid a pretty good game, then lost 3-0, but Eden Hazard scored a goal. No. Just wanted to chuck that in. Yeah. It was Vinicius. Hazard scored as well. It was two? It was oh, I, I, I turned it off after like Vinicius scored, <laughs> so I didn't even know that. Oh, sorry. You were like, there's definitely no more football that's going to happen in this game because <laughs> I stopped watching because it. Because Celtic were playing, I actually started watching this one a bit. Like, yeah. there was, because the zone decided to act right after a while. Mm. But there was literally like, it was a good, tight game and I thought Celtic could actually get something out of this. And then when Ramadan scored, I'm like, all right, that's that. <laughs> so I didn't actually realize there were more goals in this. Yeah, man. The, the the original Modric scored another outside of the boot little curler from inside oh. the box, and then uh, Azard got a got a tap in. So nice, nice to see. At least for me. Sorry, I'm stuck on this. I'm stuck on this Modric. He's 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 something. He's very yeah. He looks he looks tasty. Looks tasty. Um, tomorrow, Ajax against Rangers. Um, Napoli against Liverpool. Um, did you see the stuff today about uh, Liverpool tweeting things about how to stay safe in Naples? Yeah, that was very foul, I thought. Like, Not a good move. You're, that's, you're in a country where people are stabbing each other left and right. Like, eh, maybe just leave that alone. Maybe. Yeah. Or at least let it be an email, like, you know, to ticket holders. <laughs> Don't put it on Twitter. Exactly. Like, what the heck? Yeah, if it gets leaked, it gets leaked. But if you put it on, yeah, you're just asking for it. I, I just think if Napoli had tweeted, like, what to do if you see a big group of Englishmen, that would have been fair. Because <laughs> I think Europeans need fair warning. Well, they shouldn't at this point, but like... <laughs> If they start smashing up the town square, just call the police, you know? So, do the big English... Like, I wonder, since Brexit... Wait, when when we went to in Barcelona, was that post-Brexit or pre-Brexit? Pre-just. Okay. Because I was wondering if now, like, the EU has been like, okay, since you guys are assholes, <laughs> I'm going to make it harder <laughs> for you to enter the country. <laughs> I mean, enter any of our countries, rather. It would be fair, but I don't know, really. I mean, probably you're you're in a different queue at the passport line. I would assume. Yeah, it makes sense. Just yeah. Build a wall. Exactly. <laughs> um, it should be a good game, though. Um, I hope is Osimhen fit. I hope so. I, I really want to see him uh, against Van Dyke in this form that Van Dyke is in. Yeah, let's see if he got his he's got his aura back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Atleti against Porto, Club Bruges against Leverkusen, Barcelona against Victoria Pilsen. Um and Inter against Bayern Munich. I'm honestly this not seems that like in- a very bad Champions League to me. Like I, I don't know. Nothing is of that much interest to me. No. Then you've got Eintracht Frankfurt against Sporting Club de Portugal and Tottenham against Marseille, um, which could be interesting because Marseille have a lot of ex Arsenal players. Should get a bit tasty that one. Although it's obviously going to be more tasty when it's in Marseille. And they have <laughs> speaking <laughs> speaking of dangerous European nights. I, I think Nuno Tavares might get a hat trick on, on current form. <laughs> Mate, he is on fire. He's got like three league goals or something. It's as many as uh, Gabriel Jesus. 
You, you know the good thing is, like, as good as as much, well as he's doing, a lot of people might be tempted, like, oh, bring him back to Arsenal. It's like, no, 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 sell him for forty million. <laughs> That's how I mean, you should look at this. The problem is, you can only do that to another English team because no one else can pay you. This is true. Maybe Barcelona. Oh yeah, hopefully he does well, and then Barcelona go, hey, well, more, here's some more fraud money. <laughs> exactly. I mean, after after a year with Marcus Alonso, they should be in the market for for a new left back. So unreal. You man. never know. Unreal. Listen, uh, we've got 28 minutes into the podcast, and uh, it's it's time for me to face the music. Really. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll, Put I'll your money you... where your mouth is. I'm, that might be. <laughs> but, you know. That's at the end of the season. Um, uh, for anyone who doesn't get that reference, uh, Bernie and I have an ongoing bet that Arsenal will finish above Manchester United uh, this season. After two games, in fact, after one game, Bernie was was about to send that Interac, but he's, uh, <laughs> he's cancelled it for now. I was actually dead serious. I, <laughs> I thought about it a few times. And I was like, let me give him a few games. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I'm glad I did. Um, um do, do, is it amusing for you a little bit that this game resembled the games that Olegana Solskjaer kind of put together, the game plans that Olegana Solskjaer put together? Um it amuses me a little bit because you know I like to argue with people. And um <laughs> the funny the, so the funny thing is before the season started, I actually went because part of my thing is finding evidence in these arguments, right? <laughs> And I went back and I found in June where I said to someone in my group chat that he's going to be successful if he lets this team run. That if he thinks he's going to play with these guys and do tiki-taka ball consistently, it's not going to work. Now, the first goal that United scored in this game, everyone touched the ball, recycled it, great. But people act as if that was never done before, ever. <laughs> and like, Ole or Jose or anyone never had the team like complete a lot of passes before scoring a goal. It has been the, a while, but sure. Sure. But the overall tactic, to your point, <clears throat> was literally mid-block, press, counter, quick transitions, goal. Where Bruno Fernandes gets to play a through ball to someone, which I haven't seen in a year. Like, this is all <laughs> I said they need to do, because Ronaldo to go back to that guy can't beat his man running off the shoulder so you have to work the ball he would score a lot of goals at City I give him that and he'd look really really good because they do all the work for you but in this you need a runner and that's the way if you're going to play at Rashford you need a runner I'm sorry it's just you can't play Rashford and not let him run it's not going to work Bruno loves a through ball. He loves a hero ball. So he needs a runner to play with. If you're going to play those two guys in the same team, what you need to do. So I said and this. If you, and just, if you have Ericsson who can ping, you can ping, you can hit a ball with the best nowhere. of them. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're going to, I said, if you're going to use these guys, you have to make them better at what they're good at. Don't try and reinvent the wheel. He tried out the first two games. It failed. He then switched personnel. So Maguire for Varane and Ronaldo just forget it, is on the bench, Rashford's <laughs> in, and they're actually defending deeper than they were before, <laughs> yeah. which is interesting. But they are countering like crazy, and they are the best in the league at counterattack. I don't care what anyone says, they just are. And you let a team that's the best at counterattacking counterattack you, you will, you will die by that. And Arsenal had all the ball for most of this game, but got done the counterattack twice. Mm-hmm. Technically three, but really twice. Like... Simple, really. It would. It should have been a draw in this game. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. The balance of play should have been a draw, but the efficiency of United's counterattack is what will see this man through this season. Change it later when you want to change everyone else. Yeah, cool. I, I I think that's basically what he's decided. And you were quite rightly worried after the first couple of weeks that he was too idealistic or too wedded to his uh, his philosophy. Um, and would try to play the football that he wanted to play with this squad. And very clearly, um, and this has been backed up by by some reporters from The Athletic, he's decided to kind of put it on on hold for now um, until I guess he has more players that know how to play the, the game that he wants to play, um, which is smart. It's smart. I mean, th- there are, you know, you hear people say sometimes that if a manager abandons the thing that he's trying to show a team, the team will instantly just lose all respect for him. On the other hand, 
I think they would lose more respect for a guy who keeps trying to make something work that very clearly isn't. So I think this was a pragmatic move. I think it's a smart move. Um, I think you need to just get enough results that give you the the room and the space um, to to then implement the plans that you want to implement. From an Arsenal perspective, I kind of didn't really have a problem with what happened in so much as Arsenal started off the season extremely well. They want to dominate the game. They want to do what Liverpool do and play the game in your half. They want to have the, the really high line with the quick centre-backs. And I think that they have, even if you go into this game knowing that Manchester United are a great threat on the counter, I think the first five games went well enough that you can say we need to just keep doing our thing. Mm-hmm. And we should be able to do it well enough to win. And, you know, they just about didn't. And United, I think, were probably a bit better uh, or defended better than Arsenal may have expected. Um, Certainly closed up the middle of the pitch better than Arsenal probably expected. Um, And they got hit on the counter. And that's just the risk that you run if you play this game. We we see see it happen to Liverpool, especially this season. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I just kind of, you know, it's a, it's frustrating. It's annoying from an Arsenal's perspective, but I don't really have an, any issue with it. What I do, did have an issue with was when they got the equalizer, they were looking very good. And at that point, I would have said, only one team's going to win this. Um, and I thought Arteta changed too much. Mm-hmm. Like I thought it was going pretty well. And he made a triple substitution including one player who in Fabio Vieira who's never played for Arsenal before in a senior game. And it's not as though he was bad or the reason they lost. It just, it disrupted a rhythm that they had going. And I thought that was a bit naive. I I, I can see that. But didn't the second goal come before you made that sub? Mm, Now I can't remember. It it felt like it just like, because to your point, the second half, Arsenal were dominating. Like from the whistle, it was horrendous. Like Mm -hmm. Malassia, my boy, you know how much (laughs) I love defenders first. My guy was getting rinsed. Like (laughs) I was having a day. I was like, oh my God, what is going on? And then when he scored, it it was the most obvious goal that was ever going to happen. You know what I mean? Like in that you knew Arsenal were going to score a goal. It was a matter of what are they going to do? Like mm-hmm. it weren't they weren't that many clear cut chances, but you knew with the domination they were gonna score. And it, it just felt like yeah, six minutes later, Rashford scored. So like you didn't even really have a chance like to really come back and really attack and attack and attack and attack because Rashford scored literally out of absolutely nothing. Uh, like yeah. a Bruno Fr- Bruno and Ericsson, by the way, I love their wavelength. They kind of understand where each other is going to be to pass each other. But we had a little debate with Mohamed on the group chat about the pass. And at first I said, it's a good pass, it's not magic. And I've seen it again and again and again. I no, actually think it's, it's actually very magic. good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, it's yeah. very good. It's very Because to do it from outside of your foot, when you're kind of facing one way, and to play it the opposite side of your body as well, which is what he did. Oh. And on the blind side of the defender as exactly. well. Yeah, like, I, yeah. Just looking at his body mechanics, that's what impressed me the most. Like, I can understand if he just played it in a straight line, but his body's facing a different way. And then he did that. <laughs> and the weight on it, oh, come on. And Saliba yeah. had no chance on Like, look, was it Saliba or Gabriel? Whoever was running yeah, after him. Saliba. I mean, they were both kind of there, but yeah, Saliba got closer. I was I was like, mate, I thought, I thought you were faster than this. I really did. I really did. Yeah, I mean, they, they were taken out by the ball. They were just taken out by, by the pass. Um, it, it really was good. I, I honestly didn't think... I didn't have faith in Rashford to finish it. He I almost didn't. I was honestly surprised. He almost didn't. Yeah. But then, uh, what he scored... At Liverpool, similarly, no, did he score in squad at Liverpool? Did he? I can't uh, remember. I have to check. I think he scored against Liverpool. He has scored another goal, like sort of similar this season. I, I can picture that, but um, it, it was yeah. Liverpool. Yeah, that's what he likes, man. He like, like let him let him run on to run on to you. If you give him too much time, is where his problem is. But let him run on, and he'll he'll smash it in. Yeah, it was Liverpool. Yeah. 
Oh, that's fair. Um, I I want to make one last Arsenal point, and then I want to ask you about two United players. But um, the last thing I'll say about Arsenal is that when I drew the comparisons to like City and Liverpool and, and the way that Arsenal want to play, the difference is that like in this game, Sambi Lokonga was was the defensive midfielder, mm-hmm. and I like him. I think he's got a lot of potential. I really like him on the ball. Off the ball, he's not Fabinho and he's not Rodri. And if you're going to play that high line, if you're going to leave the middle of the pitch that exposed, as we saw it in in that that Rashford goal, like you've got to have someone there to to deal with those situations. And they just they just didn't. I agree. When you know how good Bruno Fernandez is when he has a runner, you really need to get tighter to Bruno Fernandez. He doesn't yeah. do well when you're very tight on him. He doesn't like. I don't think he has the nimbleness to kind of get by you. Mm-hmm. And as we saw with Brentford, put a man on Ericsson. I 100%. know that could mean that like he gets the ball to Bruno or whatever, but like he's also like I get it, he's running around the pitch a lot. I get it. But when you're playing with McTominay, who was decent this game and very, very aggro, but if you're playing <laughs> with McTominay, he doesn't have the intelligence to shield and protect Ericsson as well put a man on Ericsson, then you cut off a decent supply. Because it was Bruno Ericsson that created both the second and the third goals together. Stop one of them, and I think you do a pretty good job um, like against United. Because then they can't really run, because there's no out ball. Um, especially as before, if that was the, the, the avenue you blocked off, Lindelof would just play it over to Rashford. That was a direct thing that they used to do. Neither... I mean, Sandro can can maybe, but I don't think he's going to, and Varane cannot pass the ball. So just stick a man on Ericsson, and I think you can win a game against United. But yeah. I agree. Yeah, 100%. I, I, the, the, he was one of the two guys I wanted to ask you about. One was Ericsson and what, what difference he's made to United, and the second was uh, just a quick what you thought of Anthony's uh, dribbly debut. Um, just last thing on Ericsson, lots of people talking about, oh, he's Pogba comparison. I'm like, it doesn't really matter. Like, really? And but he is doing his job in disciplined way, but we'll see because his fitness could be an issue down the road. We'll we will see. We'll have right, to see. He's that. running more than any of your other players. Exactly, and that scares <laughs> me right now. <laughs> but he has been disciplined, and I love that. And I also love the fact that he's a hero baller. Like I love hero ball. Everyone knows I do, and I love that. Anthony, ugh, I thought he had a shocker. To be honest. <laughs> Until he he scored the goal, I thought he was having a shocker of a debut. Really, I did. Uh, Wasn't into it. And things when he did get the ball, he was doing some really wild things. And I thought, that's actually a United player, in my opinion. Someone who tries crazy things. But it just wasn't coming off. I was nervous for the man. Then he scored. I was like, now you can do whatever rubbish you want. (laughs) I I thought it was quite funny that... uh, So, obviously, was it a week ago or two weeks ago, there was the whole, like, Richarlison did a couple of keepy-uppies and... Um, you know the talk sport. Uh, let's say that the talk sport class of pundit lost their minds and decided that was disrespectful to the queen or something. And, mm-hmm. then, and then Anthony did his weird little skill, which wasn't even a skill. It's just him like dancing over the ball, and Zinchenko just kind of stood there waiting for it to be over. But no one thought that was disrespectful. <laughs> I was disrespectful to my eyes, to be honest. Like it was, it, it, it's a very Cristiano thing, like what Cristiano used to do. I was like. Mm. <laughs> is this really what you want to do, bro? Was it, but, was it a tribute? It, it must be. It must be. Yeah. But you know what? Um, he got the goal. It was a well-worked team move. Um, it, it, it's a team move that felt like a counterattack. It was very interesting because of the, the direct ball, again, Ericsson to Bruno. Bruno runs, uh, passes it to Sancho, Sancho, Rashford, Rashford, Anthony. Second goal, Ericsson, Bruno, Bruno. Rashford. Third goal, Bruno, Ericsson, Ericsson, Rashford. It's like, it's, I, I can't believe Arteta allowed this, to be honest, because it seems so straightforward to me. But, yeah. You know. Yeah, there, there were calls for him to bring out the light bulb at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it didn't happen. Maybe just uh, yell in someone's face about Champions League again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Brighton. Five Leicester two looked for a bit like it would have been a closer game than it ended up being, but I but I want to talk about a few things here. One of which is Alexis McAllister. 
one of the best names in the league, mm-hmm. one of the best right foots in the league. Feet. Foots? Feet. Feet, I think. One of the best right feet and yeah. Um It sounds wrong, but I think it I does, think that's uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, the guy scored a penalty a sensational free kick and probably the best rocket long range effort he'll ever score in his life, which got ruled out. He see my, here's my problem. Great name, as you said, but the problem I have with this guy is is he actually good or is um, what's his name? Potter. Potter, just a, a, a magician. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like so, Kukurita, I saw yeah. how good he was, and now he looks like shit. <laughs> <laughs> Mope is going to be shit at Everton. Mope was like, shit anyway. Basuma can't even get a game at Spurs. Like, uh, I, I think it's a sum of its parts with, with Potter. So I don't want to praise McAllister too much. I mean, I get, I get where you're going with it, but I, I just basically, so apparently he's also like top of the league in interceptions and stuff. Like he, he was like a flighty South American number 10 and Graham Potter's turned him into a defensive midfielder who also scores Golazzo's. I mean, I don't know what more you can ask from this guy. I, I every time you tell me that, um, he's a South American and I'm like, Alexis McAllister, my God. (laughs) Like I I can't like, what's his middle name? I I need to know. I can't find it. Right. Uh, Can you not Alexis? No, it just says uh, Alexis McAllister. And I expect South Americans to have lots of names. Yeah. His brothers are Francis and Kevin. Wow. Oh, Oh, Alex McAllister. I've got the wrong one. Hang on. They are the sons of Carlos and nephews of Patricio. Okay. What? Uh, Is of Irish and Scottish descent. There you go. Huh? Yeah, can't, can't find a middle name. Shame. Okay. Whatever. Um. But okay. Two. So, two things. One is, uh, is it time for Rogers to be sacked, or walk? Um, I know we've talked about this in in the last few weeks, but it, it does seem to be getting worse and worse. Um, I don't know if you saw the clips of like actually i think they talked about this on match of the day but just like you could see the leicester players just telling each other all to f off um and blame each other after each goal went in which is never a good sign also their keeper is rubbish man like he's very 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 bad um i can't believe they spent money on 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 the man he's horrible um but yeah they don't look happy um I noticed that in the United game, I mean, you guys thrashed them as well. Um, they got thrashed here. Tillemans must just hate life, thinking yep. he was going somewhere. And yep. everyone just played with him and no one signed him. Everyone's like, we'll get you for free next year. Like, it, I, I feel like some guys are probably wondering, what's the actual point of yes. being here? Yes, because there's, very, there's a very clear ceiling on what they can achieve this year, and it's nothing. Mm-hmm. It's like, if they played really well they'll finish mid-table yeah because you would have thought that like last season when things went bad because i don't remember where they finished but i don't think it was any good you know okay so hey what do we want to do we won the fa cup the year before um we were chasing top four two years in a row let's keep going you know let's 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 get there and then they just decided no (laughs) Yeah. yeah Well, allegedly, like King Power, I, don't, I never really knew what King Power was, but allegedly there's something to do with export import, and the pandemic's really screwed it over, and so that's sort of why they don't have any money. Um, but in that, if like if that's the case, then surely you're better to like try and sell Fafana for a lot of money early in the window, and then and rebuild. Yeah, because you like, don't want to lose someone million. like that in the last week, and then sign someone I have no idea who he is, like. You take the money, right, and you retool it. Like you don't do what you did with Conte and sign Nam Police. You know, <laughs> actually do some scouting God. and find someone else. <laughs> Gazelle. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a guy that looks like Mares. Enjoy. <laughs> like do something else other than that, and like yeah. retool the team because this is a joke. Like this, this is this is really like not good at all, and no one wants to be there. I don't think like. 
except for yeah. Patsy Daka probably who's trying to prove himself <laughs> to us because we loved him and he's failed us so far but listen he scored a goal he did to be fair yeah. he did yeah. It's all it's all he's there for. But you're right about Tielemans. I what what image came to mind um when you said that was like he's at the disco but there's an even there's an odd number of girls and boys mm-hmm. and he's been left he's standing on the wall <laughs> on the side and everyone else has got a partner. The weird part is he would have only cost like 20, 25 million. Like really, not that much. No. United spent a hundred million on Anthony. Like I'm just saying, you could do twenty five on him and sixty on someone useful. <laughs> like they're not that Anthony not useful. Someone else and like yeah. improve the whole team. Although, know, although I, I, I do have that. to say, and I, I I'm gonna come across a bit Sir Alex Ferguson, Jordan Henderson here, but Uh-oh. if you watch the highlights of this game, there's one of the goals that they concede where you can see him running back. In a few, it's futile. He's running back as mm-hmm. as Brighton go on to score a goal, and his run is weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's not convincing at all. Like I saw oh. it, and I was like, "A, how have I never noticed this?" And B, you don't look like an athlete. I need to watch it now. <laughs> like, is it is it weird? Like Raheem Sterling duck run, or is it just like? No, because that's more to do with Sterling's arms, whereas this was more his legs. Something about his legs is off. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why no one bought him. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to look into that. I want to <laughs> see that now. I'm well invested uh, in the in the poor running form of football players. <laughs> Aston Villa held Manchester City to a draw. What the hell went on here? Um, I'm very annoyed. I'm like. Holland scored, and I thought, brilliant. Like, my fantasy captain not making the, the mistake of Salah again, which we'll, we'll probably get to. But then I thought, okay, it's one, he's going to score two, and he's going to score three, like he did last week. He did it to spite me. And they did this rubbish to spite me in two ways. One, my fantasy team, and two, not sacking Stevie G. Like... Listen, Arsenal did not rally around this man in this game to save his job and fight for the manager and all that stuff. No, they just did not. I'm sorry. (laughs) City just did not do their job. That's all this was. I tell you what, though. Villa, as much as they got a bit lucky here, they could have won it and arguably should have won it because they had a goal completely ruled out for absolutely no reason. What was the... I'm drawing a blank on that one. This was the Coutinho strike. And the in the build-up to the goal, the linesman put his flag up. And and there was no offside. It's very unclear what the hell he was putting his flag up for because nothing happened. Mm-hmm. No one was offside. I remember this. I remember this. Yeah, VAR had a stinker in <laughs> this weekend. But... Just, uh... yeah. Oh, I'm just looking at highlights again. KDB to Holland at the far post. Guys, there's a formula Cockwork. here. There's Cockwork. a formula here. Yeah. Yep. They'll, they'll just do it as long as everyone lets them do it. I mean, it's pretty impossible to stop, but, you know, whatever. Speaking of bad refereeing and, and VAR or whatever, Chelsea 2, West Ham 1. I like. I genuinely hate talking about refereeing decisions. I th- find it boring. But this was one of the worst. I mean, Declan Rice was right. This was one of the worst decisions I've ever seen in my life to rule out West Ham's equalizer. It was like, I I need these referees to explain decisions. And I know they're being protected. Like, explain it. And like, because I don't think they're being held accountable because all people do is just complain. But like, if you explain the logic... Or you come out and say, yeah, that was, a, that was a howler. Okay. Like, you may not do it again because now people know what you're going to say. Like, if if VR is going to get this wrong, scrap it. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Like, this, this, this decision was the best argument against it. Because it's like, the referee on the pitch got it right. And then the dickhead in the little box... <laughs> overturned the correct decision like it's baffling and 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 the thing is they did they have come out and admitted that they got this wrong but that doesn't help west ham 
you know, if anything, that, that as a West Ham fan, that would make me more angry. <laughs> Just be like, at least double down on it, you know? But they've admitted they've got it wrong, which doesn't help anyone. And B... I just don't what I, what I want to know is how you can look at that and come to the decision you've made. I I I'm I'm like bloody confused by it. Like I've yeah. watched it time and time again. I'm watching it again now and I like Mendy's on the floor. So what? He sells it. <laughs> I I will, I will tell you this like he sells it as hard as he possibly can to his credit sort of cuz you know in reality, right? If you watch that back, Mandy was little bit weak. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like yep. I'm just saying, that ball should not have gotten to where it did. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's... what is um? I don't remember his name. Uh, is it Bowen? Now, what's Bowen supposed to do here? Yeah, it's I, very I, I don't understand. Yeah, like jump over him completely? No, nah, it was that, that. That was a disgraceful call. No, it, it was not. What I do love, though, that, that came from this is that someone, some journalist asked Thomas Tuchel um, with a very straight face whether Mendy was okay and recovered in time for the Champions League game. <laughs> <laughs> and Tuchel had to be like, yeah, it was fine. He's fine. He's doing well. Um, but sort of, a, sort of a shame uh, for Chelsea too, because like they they played all right in the second half. They scored two very good goals, and and you know people could have been talking about that, but instead we have to talk about this. Um, but you know whatever. Um, Tottenham two, Fulham one. Um, I guess the main thing to point out here is that Kulusevski's the, the difference here for Spurs is that is that Kulusevski's been one of the best players since he joined the club. He's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. He gets rotated out for Richarlison. Richarlison comes in, and he was fucking brilliant. Like, he was absolutely fantastic. Um, better, A better version of himself than we even saw at Everton, which I suppose you could expect because he's playing with you know significantly better players, but that would be very encouraging. Like, that's exactly the reason they bought him, right? Is to be able yep. to have that front three and one more. Yep. It, it was a very shrewd piece of business by um, Paratici in the sense of, okay, you know you're hyper-reliant on Kane and Son, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Kulusevsky is more a creative facilitator in that sense. And you could have said, sure, this works, let's keep it, or let's get insurance, which is what Richardson is, in that if Son has a bad day, Richardson's there. If Kane gets injured, Richardson can play the nine. Like, Kulusevsky, you know, we want to rest him or he's injured. Cool. Be be a winger for me. It's like he's a Swiss army knife of a forward that everyone should have been on the market for. Every single club. Mine in particular. Like, the guy's <laughs> too good. I would have had him and then let him play as my number nine if you want. He can do anything on that pitch across the front three. It's scary. Yeah. It's scary what Spurs are going to do um, with Conte and, and, and this man and this forward line. It really is. Not only that, he also provides cover for Romero in that Romero is obviously one of the bigger shithouses in the league, mm-hmm. but he misses quite a lot of games through injury. Uh, and so you need to have that backup shithouse. And yes. now they've got two of them, which I think yes. is important. Um, also, the only other thing that I wanted to say about this, just um, for personal reasons, is that uh, Clement Longley was really good. I know it was just Fulham, but whatever. Also, Mitrovic's finish. Bloody hell. I did uh, not really think he had that in his locker. You know what? I was going to say this jokingly, and I am joking, but Mitrovic's the best track in the league. Whatever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm sorry. He's scoring goals. I did not think he could score. Like, yeah. Remember Liverpool... Was it Liverpool where he turned Van Dyke and then scored, or he did he just turn Van Dyke? Yep. I don't remember. Like, yep. and then I thought, okay, the rest of my headers, cool, mate. This goal, like he 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 actually ran at the defender, yeah, opened up his body and swore. Oh, man, <sighs> that, that sweet curve on that! I did not think you had that in him. Did not I really didn't. The finesse, the finesse from the big man. Um, speaking of goals that you didn't think a striker could score. Did you know that Ivan Tony had had that hat trick in his locker? No. I, I mean, I, obviously we've seen him take pens, um, I, but yeah. Look, Ivan Tony is a good football player, and he has mm-hmm. the 
facilities. Let me let me let me put it that way. But I didn't think he was putting it all together. You know, you score some penalties, you get a couple goals. You also at Brentford, so I get it. It's like you're not getting that many chances. But that, like, I'd sign him. I would for my team, hundred percent, hundred percent. He's a bit of a mm-hmm. twat, but whatever. Mm-hmm. I'd sign the man tomorrow. Fifty million. Do it. Sixty million. Do it. Like we're signing Anthony for hundred million. I that is now my reference point. <laughs> like, like uh. then Anthony, then uh, Tony becomes a uh, you know eighty million and whatever. But like the goal that he scored, Jesus, the the dink, the dink. I did not think he had that though. No. That I did not think he had. No, and 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 what's what was great about that is that he didn't need to do it. That was for fun, man. That was. You know, that was uh, like he could have just drilled it, mm-hmm. but he mm-hmm. just took the piss because he could. He's very saucy, and I think he needs a bigger stage to cook. So, I mean, so does he. <laughs> He's very clear about that. <laughs> oh, can, can, can I say uh, Jesse Marsh and Tuchel are doing a really good, you know, World War II battle for who's the biggest shithouse? Like, Marsh, Nigeria. like. It's kind of cute for a minute. You know, you're new to the league, you're fiery, we get it. But, like, you can't just get sent off every week. It's, yeah. it's going to be it's gonna be problematic. Yeah, like, coach your team, bro. It's like, <laughs> it's all right. We don't need this performative American. And then get a technical foul. This is a football. Like, you, actually get, you actually get sent off for stuff. <laughs> they don't give you, like, three chances as a coach. They say to the stands, no. bro. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, he's going to get his paycheck uh, this month and it's going to be like half of it gone. He's like, what the hell happened? And like, well, you, got, <laughs> you stacked up like six fines from the FA. It, I'm still amazed how open um, that team is. Um, what's their name? Leeds? Uh, Leeds. Yeah. Like, I thought they would change, but losing 5 2. Yeah. yeah. They've looked less open than, than previously, but this this was not. This was not good. Yeah. Um, Newcastle haven't actually won yet. Like ever? Like this season? No, I mean in their in their history they have. But um, <laughs> I, hang on, I, I'm pretty sure this is true. Am I wrong? Newcastle, like, like this season? Yeah. Hang on, just really? double checking. Because we were no, no, thinking they were doing really well. This is the thing. Oh no, they won. They won their first. Okay, they won the opening game of the season, two 0 Nottingham Forest. Since then, nil nil with Brighton, three three with City, which was you know a good result. One one with Wolves, lost to Liverpool. Fair enough. Nil uh, nil with Palace. They're not really winning games. Fulham are above them. Yeah, that was like, they look pretty solid. I was thinking about. They're not getting battered by anyone, obviously, but. Yeah, bit of a false start, I think, from Newcastle. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Uh, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not here for the Saudi regime. Um, no, I, I really want their downfall. Uh, this team, but they were doing sensible things. I, I I think the fact that they're not losing games and they're drawing a lot probably speaks more to their resilience, and they'll probably get things going sooner rather than later. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but. Yeah, that's. I did not know that. It just felt like they were on the up and up. So yeah, it did. Yeah, I think I think a lot of stock was put into that that draw with with Man City. But anyway, um, if you're Isak? Scott Park, oh yeah, true. He looks good. Except he had that one on one, and he tried to dink when he should have hit it. He did try to dink when he should have hit it. It was uh, it was a bit. Uh, what was it? Rashford and then gets Bayern Munich? Uh, Welbeck. Welbeck, that's it, sorry. Rashford before Rashford. Oh my goodness. I'm I'm looking at the... Uh... Oh, there's a goal here that surely... <laughs> uh, Gaeta got destroyed. Mm. Oh my goodness, that hurt. That hurt. I do, I do feel like... I mean, he's not terrible, but it does kind of make me laugh that Guaita is still Crystal Palace's goalkeeper. He's rubbish. Like I'm sorry. I'm not I'm not I'm not here for it. He's not good. The, the, like I, I know there aren't many good goalkeepers around. They seem to be really hard to find, but uh, there's gotta be someone. Um 
maybe they should have done a deal for Dubravka instead of us, maybe. I don't know. No, that's smart. Actually, you know who I wanted to bring up? Um, the Dynamo Zagreb keeper. Uh, what's his name? Livakovic? Listen, good? I don't know if he turns into a complete schlub in the domestic league and can't save a thing, but every time I see this guy in the Champions League, he's brilliant. So someone take a chance on him. That's my plea. Let's do it. All right. Um, couple more. Uh, if you're Scott Parker, are you pissed off that Bournemouth came back to beat Nottingham Forest 3-2? Um, yes. It's uh, that new manager bounce, but then again, Nottingham Forest have a bunch of strangers playing together. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't actually know what to expect from them because they're, they could be they will be really shit because those 20 players are not all that good. And they just bought 20. Actually, 23. I'm sorry. 23 players. Apparently, like, 22 it, actually went out of the club this summer, but you, we've heard nothing about that. Like, imagine, like, you literally, it's like your first day of school, you don't know anybody. Yeah. Like, hi, and, you, and they tell you, do this group assignment. <laughs> <laughs> of winning enough Premier League games to stay up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's oh, awkward. I wonder yeah. if some of them know each other from other places, because that that might help. But yeah, it is it is awkward. Um, yeah. Wolves beat Southampton, which is nice for Wolves because they don't typically beat anyone. Um, and Southampton, this is exactly what we were saying last week. They have very very good games once in a while, and then they just lose the others. Yep, and they lost their new striker Kalasic, um, the injury, and they are now trying to resuscitate the career of uh what is Diego Costa which is a horrible horrible yeah, horrible idea Bre- Brexit Britain rejected his uh work permit so apparently it's gone to a tribunal or oh good of of appeals <laughs> like if Does there's Diego one have to show up if there's one piece of immigration business that the country should really reject it's this <laughs> The wolves have to make an application like it's skilled labor. There's no one else in the country that can do this job. I'm like, I'm sorry, fucking anyone could at this point. Like, will you commit any crimes while here? Mm. <laughs> I might hurt some people on the pitch. Does that count? <laughs> Did you pack your own bag? <laughs> oh man, yeah. These are two uh, two inconsequential clubs. I apologize if any wolves or Southampton listeners are uh, terribly offended. Anyway. Um, yeah, we've got the Champions League later this week and then another full round of Premier League fixtures on the weekend. Um, it's just football all the time, forever, and there's only 10 more league games until the World Cup, <laughs> <laughs> which is mad. Unbelievable. Yep. Which Holland will be resting for. Oh, God. Rebooting, updating. Yep. Installing patches, etc. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Or are we we good? I think we're good. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, and thank you for joining us for this roundup of all the nonsense that's happened in the last week. And we'll chat to you again in about seven days. Awesome. Peace.